Access Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Brought to you by America's beverage companies. I'm Dan Mack. On today's show, Google changes up its rules for political ads, and President Trump thinks he opened a factory that actually opened six years ago. But first, algorithmically inspired shoes. That's the term being used this week by Joey Zwillinger, co-founder and CEO of wool sneaker maker Allbirds. And it's not a compliment. Instead, it's what he's calling a line of knockoff wool sneakers that Amazon just started offering under a brand called 206 Collective. So what is 206 Collective? Well, it's new. It's one of more than 70 so-called private label brands owned by Amazon, which tracks what other retail products are selling well both on its platform and elsewhere, and then basically copies them and sells them at a very discounted price. But again, not under the actual Amazon brand, probably because owning a 206 collective shoe is more pleasing to the ego than owning an Amazon shoe. Now, you might think Amazon would be a little bit embarrassed by this practice, but you'd be wrong. In fact, company executives seem pretty proud. Amazon consumer business boss Jeff Wilkie told CNN over the summer that this is just common retail and it's good business to, quote, save customers money and improve quality by offering a private label equivalent, end quote. But for companies like Allbirds, it can be like a Goliath coming and stomping on their heads. Yes, Allbird has gained a loyal following, it's got some retail stores now, and a $1.4 billion valuation from venture capitalists. But none of that comes even close to comparing with Amazon's wealth or reach. The bottom line here, there is a boom right now in direct-to-consumer products, from apparel to food to personal care. But once these upstarts gain some traction against incumbents, they're often forced to battle one of the world's most powerful companies. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Allbird's co-founder and CEO, Joey Zwillinger. But first, this. ProRata is presented by America's Beverage Companies. Our plastic bottles are 100% recyclable, including the caps. We're working together to reduce our industry's plastic footprint with a new initiative called Every Bottle Back. Because the more bottles we remake, the less new plastic we use. Learn more at everybottleback.org. We're joined now by Allbirds co-founder and CEO, Joey Zwillinger. How did you first learn about this Amazon wool sneaker? You know, it's funny. So we learned about it probably the same way we learned about a, a handful of the other knockoffs. A friend of ours just uh, texts us and say, hey, have you seen this one? Question mark. And boom, link to Amazon's website. So this one was a little more, this one was a little more interesting than, than the usual. How come? Why was this one more interesting? Just because it is coming from Amazon itself? Yeah, I mean, the scale of Amazon is not, you know, we, we've had a bunch of ripoffs from a couple of American companies, a couple of European companies of stature, and then a lot of companies that have been stood up specifically for the job of, of ripping off some of our products. But this one was the first time where we felt that because of the search traffic on Amazon.com, and because of how they had been kind of relentlessly pursuing and, and this attributed to one individual, this is how they systematically do it. But because they've been bidding on Google search terms on our, on our brand name, like Allbirds or Allbirds Men's Shoes, an ad for Amazon pops up. And then there were some counterfeits sold on Amazon that were siphoning off demand from Google search and other things like that onto Amazon when people were actually looking for our products. When it comes to Google search, what can you, if anything, obviously you can spend money, but Amazon can spend more. You, you guys are well capitalized, but you're, you're not Amazon. If Amazon wants to basically own all birds, quote unquote, on Google search, is there anything you can really do about that? Uh, not that I'm aware of. No, I mean, we got to just work to get our search engine optimization up. So we hit the top of the organic search and people type in our, our brand name and, and we do have to 
kind of have to pay the the Google tax to when people put on Allbirds. We got to pay for it. Am I correct in saying, at least from searching this morning, Allbirds don't seem to currently be sold via Amazon. You guys don't sell via the Amazon platform. Have you ever? And if not, why not? We don't, and we have never. And you know, I think that platform is a pretty basic catalog where we are stacked up against lots of other products, and it, it's really, I think that catalog does a good job of devolving products into features and benefits. And it's not really the way we tell our story. We also lose the one-to-one intimacy of our interaction with every transaction that we take since we have 100% of our transactions are direct to consumer. When we lose that, we lose a whole lot of information about the customer. We can't give them the kind of quality of service that we like to give. We can't speak to them in the future by email or other mediums. So it's a much less good experience for the customer. It's a much less good experience for us as a company. And, you know, look, we're going to be stacked up against a whole bunch of counterfeits. And they're going to put us right next to you know, the five other companies who have ripped us off and are selling on Amazon, and that's just not great for our brand. Joey, back in 2017, your company sued Steve Madden, the shoe uh, designer and seller, for a knockoff, one of these knockoffs, and eventually the two of you settled out of court. Do you plan to sue Amazon? In this case, you know, we look at every one of these carefully, and I can't say for sure at this point, but I think whether you have a great case or not is less important than how painful the struggle is going to be. And given that we have a pretty small company relative to a trillion-dollar company like Amazon, it seems like we're bringing a knife to a gunfight, and suing them is just going to be a tactic that's going to be pointless. So in all likelihood, that's not the avenue we want to pursue. Then how do you think about, how do you at this point, whether it be Amazon or or some other company, how do you protect a brand right now or maybe a a product category? Is is it even possible at this point? Well, I think intellectual property is, is only one avenue of protection. We've always believed that the quality of what we put in to our products is probably the most important aspect of what we do. And given that we're direct to consumer and aside from Amazon, who is now a direct to consumer shoe seller, we have an advantage over most other players in the shoe industry and in that they build their, their value chain around wholesale. And so they can never afford to put the quality of materials in and sell, sell their product at the same price that we can afford to. So that's a nice inherent advantage we have in a competitive mode that we've created given just our business model. The other thing is just, it's just basic business, but we just got to keep inventing new materials and inventing new products and, and just focus on that. And that's honestly the best thing that we can do. And, and that's what we're primarily focused on. Last question, which speaks to materials. Amazon seems to be using similar wool to what you guys are in the shoe, but then there's the issue of the sole itself. And you guys, and tell me I'm wrong about this, you guys use, at least in part, recycled sugar cane, and sustainability is a big part of all birds. You guys are a B corporation. Have you yet reverse engineered one of these Amazon shoes to see what the sole is made of, and is it the same? We have, and we do that for every every competitive product we can get our hands on. So first of all, I'd refute the fact that they use a similar wool. We're using some of the finest wool in the world that is used for $5,000 suits. Uh, and pack it into a very affordable product. And they have used wool from different sources, which is less humane treatment of the animals and not as high quality wool. And then the bottom is just a, a simple, pretty poor quality plastic product from petroleum. And we have engineered a very cushy bottom made from sugarcane, as you mentioned. And it's a combination of a variety of components, but the primary element is a EVA. It's called the foam material that's, that we've derived from sugarcane. Joey Zwellinger, CEO of Allbirds, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dan. My final two, right after this. ProRata is presented by America's Beverage Companies. Not all plastic is the same. Our 100% recyclable plastic bottles and caps are made to be remade. And we want every bottle back so that our bottles can become new bottles and not end up in oceans, rivers, and beaches. 
That's why we're working together to reduce our industry's plastic footprint with a new initiative called Every Bottle Back. Because the more bottles we remake, the less new plastic we use. Learn more at everybottleback.org. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is Google, which yesterday announced that it will change its global political ad policy to restrict audience targeting. And that in the US, it'll expand and clarify its existing rules on misleading content in political ads. In terms of audience targeting, Google will now only allow a few broad categories like age, gender, and zip code level location. When it comes to misleading ads, it will more explicitly prohibit ads that make what it calls demonstrably false claims, uh, particularly things like deep fakes, or ads that, quote, undermine participation or trust in our electoral and democratic process, end quote. Things like making misleading arguments about the U.S. Census. Remember that this applies not just to Google's search engine, but also to YouTube, and comes weeks after Twitter banned political ads altogether. Facebook, meanwhile, told Axios on Monday that it is still considering changes to its ad policy, and that nothing, including ad targeting, is off the table. And finally, President Trump yesterday was in Austin, Texas, where he and Apple CEO Tim Cook toured a factory that makes Apple computers. When it came time to speak to the press, he said this. Seeing the beginning of a very powerful, important plant, and anybody that follows my campaign, I would always talk about Apple, that I want to see Apple building plants in the United States. And that's what's happening. Trump later tweeted out something similar that he, quote, opened a major Apple manufacturing plant in Texas that will bring high paying jobs back to America, end quote. Uh, All well and good, except for the part where it's all wrong. First, the plant didn't open yesterday. It opened six years ago, 2013. Second, Apple doesn't own the plant. It's owned by a company called Flex, which happens to make products for Apple. Third, Apple hasn't opened or announced plans to open any new U.S. manufacturing facility since Trump took office. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Jesse Lee, have a great national gingerbread cookie day. And we'll be back on Monday with another Pro Rata podcast.